0: The way I look at it is you're, you're always constantly optimizing for two things. You're optimizing for revenue growth and controlling costs.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What is going on, E?
2: My brother. I just came back from Mexico. I'm still in paradise, but it's so good. It's so good to travel again. Also, for somebody that talks about vacation rentals all the time, um, I kind of felt like a fraud because I hadn't gone anywhere in like six to eight months. So it was good to just get out, travel, go to an airport and uh and life is kind of normal man like whenever you are able to get out and go to the beach and and you don't even you don't wear a mask you don't think about it and life just kind of feels feels normal which kind of takes away the anxiety feeling of constantly having to wear a mask and and be cautious and hand sanitizing and all of that good stuff you know how are you guys
1: we're good man we're good things are rocking uh thinking about going up to new hampshire this weekend haven't really made a decision yet but we'll figure that out but things are going good hotels doing really well uh just cracked one of our our key revenue milestones i won't say it what the number is but it's basically double what we were initially projecting with the hotel which is huge and we've already hit that three months in which is awesome so super super psyched for that um And as you know, and I've talked about quite a bit, you know, having the right systems and tools in place to do that and be able to do that, especially at scale is huge. And that's why I'm super psyched uh, to introduce Alan here in a second. Um, And so I will just basically go through, I'll read his bio, then I'll turn it over to him. And then we'll dig a little bit deeper on his background, getting into the short-term rental industry, uh, what his role is, and uh, we'll go from there. So today... We have Alan Ethan on the show. He is the Director of Strategy and Business Development at short-term rental property management platform, Guesty. Uh, In his role, Alan is responsible for designing Guesty strategy and generating new business opportunities within the Guesty marketplace. Prior to this role, Alan was a Senior Business Analyst at Claytech, responsible for over $500 million in transaction value, and earlier in his career, he served as manager at PWC, uh, strategy and leading cross-sector strategy consulting prospects with merger and acquisition advisory projects, which is uh, kind of a trip down memory lane because I did the public accounting consultant thing for a while early in my career too. So uh, without further ado, Alan, welcome to the show, man. Excited to have you.
0: Wow. It's great to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, E. Great to be here chatting with you today. Uh, too bad you didn't take me to that weekend in Mexico, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: we'll get Next. that on the books. Next episode, uh, we'll fly to Tel Aviv. <laughs> oh, you That's been, been on my on my list. We'll do we'll do a better, live better, scoping.
0: Better than any Mexican beach you'll find, guaranteed.
2: Right, I I hear that. It's it's there, guaranteed, guaranteed. New York City, right over there. So I I look forward to it. Yeah,
1: well, well, bring me up in here here. We'll take you out. Perfect. love it. I love it. Um, so, Alan, you want to? Kind of take the listeners through a little bit uh, more of your background, like what got you into this industry and and what you're doing now with Guesty.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, you kind of you kind of went through uh, the bio quickly, but I, I started off very differently than than short term rentals. I started off as an accountant uh, way back, and I just decided that um, I knew I loved businesses, but I really didn't like accounting. Um, so I wanted to do uh, proper business. And that's how i uh ended up doing uh M&A, MA consulting so um did that for like uh seven years four years four years uh m and a consulting and then three years doing uh private equity and after doing um quite a few deals i wanted to um do something more operational build, build something big be part of being built of uh, building something big and that's how I ended up in Guesty. Guesti is very uh, prominent in the Tel Aviv venture capital space. And um, I always uh, admired what they're doing. And I was uh, glad to get the opportunity to make the switch from uh, venture capital private equity to, uh, to Guesti. And at Guesty, um what I'm responsible for is basically designing the strategy and creating business opportunities through our uh, marketplace and, and uh, business development unit. And that's basically um, strengthening our ties with the industry and creating new channels for Guesty to uh, establish itself.
1: I love that. And for folks that aren't familiar with Guesty, like the the marketplace that we're talking about is, the, the thing that I love about Guesty is it integrates with pretty much everything known to man. So like whatever system you want to use from the locks I use to all sorts of different systems, pricing tools, all of that. Um, so your role is going out and finding who are those other players that maybe don't integrate with yet? Getting them to integrate with the platform, and then some other business opportunities.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so we at Guesty, we realize that, or our mission is to build a platform,
1: and and our,
0: the way we see a platform is so you get Guesty, but we also want to to allow you to use the best in breed for 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 your other uh, tools, like right. So. For, you mentioned pricing, but there's a lot more. So keyless entry, uh, cleaning management, operation management, marketing, sales. So we, we, we want to allow our customers to do everything from within Gasty. And it means that we need to do what we do very good, but we also need to be very open to integrate with the best of breed in the market. So yeah, that's exactly what I do.
2: Yeah. I love it. So have you seen... <clears throat> Over the years, have you seen more and more people getting in the business? And, and do you feel that that's what has allowed you guys to grow so rapidly? Or, or are you guys kind of like leading the way still? Like, do you see more people coming in now?
0: Yeah, so, so I, think that, I think it's both, right? So if you look like even just four, year, four years ago, the industry in terms of, in terms of listings, unit. It doubled, and we're we're seeing that continue. Like we're seeing uh, growth in, in uh, alternative accommodation, short term rentals, whatever you want to call it. We we see growth continuing, and and honestly, I don't I don't think it's it's going to uh, stop. Maybe maybe the growth rate will slow down, which which makes sense in a maturing industry. But but I think um, you know the the real estate sector uh, in the U.S. but also globally is shifting towards uh, build to rent. And, and with that model, it creates a lot of opportunity for short-term rental operators to, to establish themselves and grow their inventories. So, so I think that trend we're seeing that
1: inventory growth will continue. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, from your point of view, you're kind of putting all the pieces together behind the scenes of all the different integrations. One thing that I want to talk about for a lot of uh, the folks that listen to this podcast is, as you're looking to scale, it becomes so crucial to find ways to integrate and systematize and automate your business. So from your standpoint, you know what are you seeing as some of those, like you mentioned, the keyless access that's huge, right? But some of the other key components you know, as you elevate your business, what do you think are some of the major integrations that folks should look for as they're starting to scale their business?
0: Yeah. So, so I think the way, the way I look at it is you're, you're always constantly optimizing for two things. You're optimizing for revenue growth and controlling costs. So when you think about revenue growth, you want to think of ways to improve your rate strategy. And to obviously, increase your occupancy. So within Guesty, we've built a lot, of, a lot of tools around yield management and yield rules to really make sure you're, you're pricing your, or let me rephrase it, you're not leaving money on the table, right? So if you price below what the market is willing to pay, you're leaving money on the table. So we, we're really investing a lot in building features that will really keep this to a minimum. And then you have your, your dynamic pricing tools, which um, take a snapshot of the market in the current, in its current state and recommend what's the right price. So I think that's very powerful, right? Because then, then you're sure you're always pricing correctly. And I think before, before, before these, uh, these advances were made, like people were kind of pricing by, by feel. And, and if you're very experienced that, that, that probably work, but, but for the most part, it won't. So you'll be losing money if you do this. So you really need to make sure you're using um, all, all, all pricing rules and, and uh, dynamic pricing to make sure you're really uh, pricing on, this, on the demand curve. So that's for pricing and, and occupancy as well. Um, and then another thing that's very important, at least the way I see it, is to distribute to as many channels as possible and what you need to be able to do that if you if you would have gone done that manually you, you'd end up with massive double bookings because you if you're distributing to three channels it's really hard to maintain uh, a clean calendar that way so what, what, what we realized is that we need to build a unified calendar that's very super strong and connected to as many channels as possible and um so so we have direct integrations with the leading channels. Uh, we also integrate with channel managers to allow like, uh, users to connect to the long tail of channels. But, but, but that's very important. So you need to make sure that your software has strong direct integrations with uh, channels. And, and then that, that's, that's the revenue part. And then you have the operations part. So in, in operations, um, what you always want to be looking at, especially as you're scaling, is that you're keeping the or optimizing the room to employee ratio, right? You want that ratio to be as much as possible. So you're managing as many rooms possible with the lowest amount of of labor, right? And to do that, the key is automation. So um, automation is in every aspect of the business. We automate guest communication. So you get all your communications from guests into a single inbox and you're able to automate at replies to, to those communications. So on average, like you could think a, a listing could, could get like 50 inquiries uh, per month. So if, if every replying to each one of those call, takes you like four minutes, just imagine how much you could achieve with automating uh, those communications. So, so that's something we, we really, really put a lot of effort into doing. Um, Another thing uh, we, we really uh, put a lot of effort into is uh, workflow automation. And, and in our marketplace, you can find a lot of uh, good solutions for, uh, for, for doing that. So, so that's um, automating your maintenance costs, automating your, your entrance to um, like generating key codes to enter the house or, uh, or apartment, um, automating uh, cleaning, um and and those kinds of uh aspects of the business and and yeah so uh so you could find all of those in our in our marketplace mm. i
2: i love because this is literally if if you've been listening to our podcast we're literally gone back and this is literally all we've kind of kind of talked about right The the key to however you want to do it right like that you're a single operator Uh, that just wants to do it to make a little bit more money on on the side, or you do what Mike and I do, and you have a management company that grows and scales. Um, Unless you can optimize your experience, your pricing, your automation, there is nothing else. What else are you supposed to do, right? And and you said something super important, because I have done that in the past is, When you think you know a market, most of the time you're going to end up getting complacent and leaving money on the table. Because you can think that you know where the market is going, but things are shifting so rapidly now with the supply of units also, right? So when I started in my town, there was a lot less units. So if I don't account for the increase in inventory and then decrease my prices accordingly, I'm going to just be like, well, this used to run for this much. It's not anymore. What happened? Right? So having that dynamic pricing lets you really keep your hand on the market and really understand, okay, this is what's real. This is what the data is talking about, which is invaluable to making all the money, not leaving any money on the table.
1: 100% right. What do, you th- what do you think? I know that you talked about Uh, like yield management and pricing is a big focus for you guys right now. Are there any other things like looking out over the next six, 12 months that are a big focus for you guys that you're seeing in need in the market right now?
0: Yeah. So, so I think pricing is super important and especially um, in these days. So, you know, like usually pricing is based on historical prices. But in, in our days, it's kind of hard to use the historical prices as benchmarks. So you really have to be uh, clever about pricing right now. And, and another thing that's, that's very important is, and, and it's kind of a derivative of pricing, is um, length of stay pricing. So what we see now in the market is um, length of stays are getting longer. So you used to like between three to four days. Um and now, but we're well, now we're even seeing seven sometimes even fourteen um airbnb recently um even opened a full uh, section dedicated to extended stays so w- when l o s or length of stay is it gets wider, you need to really be smart about how you price because so, then Um, a discount needs to be applied but how do you even set that discount right so so that's something uh, sort of the derivative of pricing you need to pay attention to another thing um, another thing that you need to uh, look into is um, cleaning so right um, cleaning and and content or I call it uh, touchless uh, check-in but it's the same thing right so with with, with cleaning, uh, you want to make sure that um, your cleaning uh, your cleaning is up to standard with the new requirements for, for COVID, um, and that your guests feel safe. Um, and for for the whole uh, touchless part, so th- this this was actually a trend that was bound to happen, right? So um, pe- people want to be able to check in themselves. They don't want to go to to meet meet somebody, exchange keys. It's a hassle. So it's, that that was going to happen anyway. I think um, COVID kind of expedited it. Uh, but but what I would uh, recommend is to make sure that whatever software you're running um, really supports that. So uh, whether it's with an app, uh, a check-in link, or 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 something like that, just that that the uh, guest will be able to check himself in, and you'll be and as a host you comply with the necessary regulation because there's there's an aspect uh, of that.
2: Mm yeah I love that what else what else have you seen that you guys had thought that was gonna start happening, but that due to covid has been expedited like whatever the example you 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 gave just now are you seeing other things that yeah. you thought were gonna be two three years away
0: yeah so so yeah I think the biggest one that we were see that we saw is um what we call. I guess the flexible inventory. So, so as a theory, right? Uh, uh, an apartment, a unit, it could be uh, leased for long term. It could be leased for short term. It could be leased for mid term. But, but what? But what we've seen, like traditionally, is that long term units are long term, mid term ri- min- units are mid term, and short term units are, are short term. What we're seeing now is the lines have really blurred. So, short term rentals operators who kind of saw a dip in demand for short stays, put their units for on, on midterm channels. And, and what we're seeing is a lot more flexibility in, in business models or length of stay models. So short-term rental operators are some the midterm rental operators or some have even gone to long-term. So w- what this means is that whatever software they're running in the back, should be flexible enough to support shifting from these different length of stays. And that's not trivial at all. Not a lot of uh, I think not any of us know how to do that. So so it's very, very important to um, to uh, check that out.
2: Yeah. And that's something that me and Mike have also kind of spoken about. Right. It it was the the writing on the wall of actual operators that we have seen and interviewed that have been able to survive through this moment it was that right how rapidly were they able to think on their feet and change from short term to long term to medium term and really like like that is the only way you you can survive so it's very interesting that you guys are seeing that on on your side as well
0: yeah exactly you, you just got to remember in the end what we're all optimizing for is is uh re- revenue per occupied room right and that's 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 made of two components the per night revenue so your your average daily rate if you'd like and occupancy so when when you when you when you optimize for that the length of stay right it's 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 a result of that so you could get higher occupancy for mid-stays but the ADR would be lower but when you do the multiplication it's the same thing right so so you just really need to move fast between the models react to the market exactly what you said it's super key uh, to this business
1: alan could you repeat that formula real quick because it was interesting on the uh i think you guys presented last week on the VR vrdarm conference uh it was um basically like a data analytics and pricing strategy conference over three days and there were different guest speakers that had previously been in the hotel industry and it was fascinating to see how new and immature the short-term rental industry is as far as really diving deep into de- to, um, data and analytics where, you know, they're using RevPAR and all these other calculations that if you ask the average short-term rental host, they have zero clue what any of these mean. So the yeah. one that you just mentioned, could we elaborate on that again real quick?
0: Yeah, sure. So so RevPAR is, is, a, is a term from, lent from the hotel industry. But, but on a basic level, what, what does that mean? It means how much does your unit generate on average per day? And it factors in, into it occupancy and rate. So what, what I was going at is, let, let's say you have a short-term, mid-term, and long-term. Short-term, you'd have lower average occupancy throughout the year, but you'll have a higher daily rate right? Midterm, your occupancy will be higher, but your average daily rate will be lower. Because if, if I'm a guest and I'm going for a 30-day vacation, then I want to get a discount on my rate, right? And it mm-hmm. makes sense. But in, in exchange, I guarantee the operator that he'll get full occupancy for that month. So it's also, it also works out for him. So you, you're always balancing between your daily rate and your occupancy. And wh- what I'm saying is sometimes, even though you'll be listing your property on a lower daily rate on a midterm channel, the uptick that you get in occupancy will will cover for that. So you always need to remember, you're, you're, you're optimizing a simple formula. ADR, average daily rate, multiplied by occupancy, right? So you always need to think, where can I get the highest uh, product of both of these.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it I guess thinking about it in another way, if you took your your monthly revenue,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, and divided it by the number of days, that's yeah. that's basically your average amount that you're generating per day. Your RevPal, revenue per available listing, whatever you, however whatever acronym, right? Because yeah. is this all everybody's like, well, w- I want my occupancy to be this, or I want my average daily rate to be this. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't really care. What's your monthly revenue? And then exactly. figure out, benchmark that
0: piece of exactly. it. It's the product of both. You're yep. not op- optimizing only for occupancy. You're not op- optimizing only for rate. You're optimizing for revenue. So yes. that's, that's exactly what you said.
2: And 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 to me, what's amazing is that the more this business and this industry grows, the more it, assimilates the characteristics of any large business, right? Because as we know, anybody that makes product, how many of them sell wholesale? Because all they want is revenue and they don't care about making 10, 20% more by selling less units. They just want to see what is the most amount of units I can sell. So in this case, what is the most amount of nights I can sell as fast as possible for the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. so if you hold off for that weekend super bowl because you think it's gonna make a bunch of money and you do get five six hundred dollars a night but then the rest of the month you're not making any money was that worth it was it holding off for that high ticket reservation really worth it and this is when hosts especially new hosts you gotta remember that this is a business
0: mm-hmm. and
2: by using things like Allens with guestie you are making your business, even if you have one unit, you're making it into a business because then you have all these tools to go with it. That, as Mike said, you, we have no idea as Airbnb hosts, if you had to like learn ADR or RevPAR, Like most of, most people are like, I have no idea what that means. But if you use an app like Guesty, you get all the smart people, Intel V putting everything together for you, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I have a dynamic pricing software working for me like I'm, I'm a hospitality expert.
1: Could we, I want to go a little bit deeper on that um, selfishly because I have been again kind of revamping some of the KPIs that we look at in my business. And I think it's, it's helpful for folks that are looking to scale and they're wondering like, how am I doing? Like, like overall, like how am I doing? And there's certain things and I'd love to get your two cents, especially with your background on, you know, measuring what matters. And, you know, obviously sure. revenue, occupancy, revenue per available listing, like all those like financial ones. But then thank you guys, by the way, because you recently added a bunch of stuff to your analytics where I can see all of my reviews. Because that was a huge thing that I was telling my rep was I want to measure my customer experience. Yeah. because that's the lifeblood of, of everything. That drives the revenue.
0: By the way, just, just on the, the review parts, because that's something I personally was, uh, was very uh, involved in. Um, yes. You could not, not only see your, your reviews, you could actually reply to your reviews from Guesty. That's, I think, mm-hmm. killing. It saves so much time. So you could just yes. filter by low score reviews and at real time, uh, reply. So yeah, sorry um so can, do you see and, do you
2: see a value in people responding to reviews i think this has been a question that's been out there
0: to me yes um i i, I haven't seen uh research on this it's a very interesting um topic to to research but but to me yes i think um sh- replying to reviews especially the bad ones shows that there's a human behind this business and in the end you know um hosts they, they need to be human right mm. so so uh, i think i think so yes i think so especially and it's,
1: not, and it's not bashing the guest i always find for me my wife is a ninja with that i let her handle all that stuff but like when you when you can reply professionally and thank them for the feedback and apologize for the experience and whether you want to offer them a discount for another stay or whatever, it just shows other people that you care to Alan's point. And I feel like it's, this is such a people business. People like a con- alternative accommodations because they feel more connected and they want that different experience than just a cookie cutter hotel. Mm-hmm. 100%.
2: And I mean, please do not like really embrace what Mike said just now, right? When you respond to it, respond from your highest self, Because there is also nothing worse than you going and responding and arguing with the guest. Like, do not argue with the guest. Like, and this when you really embrace the whole, like, the customer is always right kind of philosophy. So if you are an arguer, don't respond. Because I feel like if you argue in review response, it's going to be worse for you. So if you know that about you, just don't do it. But if you are a ninja, like Mike's wife, or like myself... Just sweet talk your way out of it and show people that you care. They're not just a number. They're not just a reservation, you know?
1: Alan, in in general, and this is more of a higher level question, uh, I'm curious like what you're seeing. You know, a lot of reports are out right now, and this is a little, little more on the market side of things, but basically a lot of the urban markets got, crushed with the pandemic because people just didn't want to be in a highly concentrated metro so a lot of the suburbs and the mountains and the beaches at least here in the u.s are doing well are you guys seeing that abroad as well yeah
0: yeah i think um globally um a few months back um gateway cities urban like big metro areas they they uh they took a hit um there is um what we've seen, interesting enough, is that shorter rentals or alternative accommodation really outperformed hotels on the rebound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think we all know the reason, so no no uh, no no use of getting into that. But but I see this trend continuing. I just uh, had a, a quick look at the data before uh, before our conversation. So we're seeing uh, uh, SDR outperforming in hotels, and we see this trend uh, continuing. Um, uh, we're also seeing, uh, as you mentioned, so strong pickup in domestic demand, especially for those driving uh, destinations. Um, I think now what we're seeing is, uh, at least in the states, that um, warmer areas are, are outperforming and, and also uh, an uptick in, in, uh, in metro areas. So uh, Atlanta, Vegas, um, Miami, we're mm-hmm. seeing a positive trend over there. But overall, uh, we're, seeing, uh, we're seeing good performance, improved performance in the warmer weather areas. Um,
2: and yeah. yeah. Do, you, awesome. um, do you think, due to everything you just said, um, do you think we'll see a switch from, of larger hotel chains really aggressively entering the Airbnb business? Or, or what do you think hotels... Are going to be doing like do you because i don't see them just going away quietly right like i don't think they're just gonna let it go so
0: so so do you mean by that like repurposing existing properties as that expertise expertise. like i I think even like the problem with a hotel is is the way it's structured right that the way it's it's built to be dense right you have the dining rooms you have the large lobbies and and I think that that's what really discourages um, guests right now. So I don't see I don't see how they could uh, hotels could walk around that. What what I think will happen is that there'll be um, occupancy restrictions on hotels, which will even um, intensify the the um, super, superiority of SDR over hotels, right? Because if you have occupancy restrictions on hotel sale, hotels can only operate at like this amount of occupancy. Then mm-hmm. the rest of the demand will spill over to uh, to SDR. So uh, that that could potentially happen. Um, uh, it will be really interesting to see how hotels uh, kind of adapt to this. They have a lot of adapting to do. So you just think of uh, a workforce, a normal workforce for hotels. That's something that will have to change. Um, hotels won't be able to run with so many employees anymore. Anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Hm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that we ask all of our guests, um, it'd be interesting from your perspective, um, just because you're, you're seeing it from a higher level from so many different operators is what is your number one secret for success as a short-term rental operator?
0: Okay. I, I think, and it might sound banal, but you need to treat this as a business. Even if it's not your your day-to-day business, you need to treat this as a business. You need to measure KPIs. You need to have processes. You need to think through what you're doing. It's it's, it's not enough to just list on, on uh, Airbnb booking or, or Virgo and, and Think it will happen? It's it's not enough. You need to really look at it as a business. You need to have a plan, and and you know really try to um, to educate yourself um, a, as you go through. Uh, uh, learn from other people. Learn from other people's mistakes. But really treat it as a business. And um, what the what we try, the way we try to facilitate this is uh, we put a lot of efforts into uh, analytics and reporting. So we try to create um, template reports so that even if you're not a very professional, uh, seasoned, short-term rental operator, you'll be able to just read them and understand and get immediate insight into your business without having to do all the hard work. behind. So we will already show you the KPIs that you need to track. We'll already show you like, where you're doing well. Where you can improve. Mm.
2: which is which just, To me, it's it's invaluable, right? Like that's that's what a CEO of a company does, right? You get your reports and you look at the reports and then you know what to do. So this really guest really allows you to become the CEO of your little or big short-term rental business, which is invaluable. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. But you need to think of yourself as the CEO. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I Absolutely. think Mike just did a live yes, yesterday or was, was it Monday? Ago, thinking Monday. like a CEO? Is that exactly what you said? <laughs> yeah,
1: you? Yeah. Wow, I did wow. a mindset Monday. I'm like, how to think like a CEO? Because again, to your point, the majority of not the volume of units, but the volume of operators are not running it like a business. It's just a side hustle thing and it's it's fine if that's your thing, but the volume of units and the volume of income earned is by a, a minuscule percentage. I don't know if you guys have those stats, probably not handy, but I'd be very curious to see the, the annual revenue earned is probably earned by five percent of the actual host population, if not less. More
0: than a bit more than five percent, but you're, there, there's a strong 80 20 rule here, very yeah. strong.
1: Yeah, and the, the differentiator is, is running it like a business, like yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah. But you don't, you don't even have to be big. It, it's not about how many units you have or how many employees you have. It's just waking up in the morning, you know, like you read the, the, the Times or whatever, you, you just read your reports, educate yourself, know your business, know the ins and the outs. It, it still could be a side hustle. You'll just be making more money.
1: That's it. So if you hate money, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if you like making money, just take, take some time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been r- super beneficial, Alan. I really appreciate you giving us your time to come on here all the way halfway around the world, if not further than halfway around the world. <laughs> and uh, really appreciate it. So thank you again. And uh, where can folks learn more about you and Guesty? Guesty.com. All right. Awesome.